0: Mother's Day is Sunday. Get the best blanket ever. It's also the best gift ever for Mother's Day. Minky Couture, Sandy and her staff are getting it done for our listeners again, helping you get it right for Mother's Day. You get 50% off now when you mention Zone 50 at a store near you or online at MinkyCouture.com. That's promo code Zone 50. That's Minky Couture for Mother's Day. All right, PK, we got Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up in a few minutes. We've been talking some NFL draft. The other story of the weekend, the Utah Jazz, they split, losing in Phoenix, and the Suns took control of that game pretty early and then dominated pretty comfortably throughout it, and the Jazz went back-to-back and came back and played some really good defense down the stretch and were able to grind out a win over the Toronto Raptors. And with Donovan Mitchell out tonight and with Mike Conley out tonight, the Spurs are going back-to-back and I expect it's the same recipe for the Jazz. They don't have the firepower to go out there and win a really high-scoring game. I expect defend, get a tired team on the second night of a back-to-back at elevation, and win a relatively low-scoring game. Now that I expect that, it'll probably go completely differently, won't it?
1: They scored 154 against Sacramento, though.
0: They did, and the Kings, I thought, kind of rolled over for them. And that could happen again, but I just don't expect it. But it happened once, I suppose it could happen again, Everybody gets hot from three, they're going to pile up the points pretty quickly. But that that seems like an outlier. It seems like a pretty unusual game.
1: Yeah, they still have plenty of shooters, though. So you don't know that. I, I think that against good teams, they're really good teams, they're in trouble, obviously. But against the 500 or below teams... Uh, I see no reason why they don't have an excellent opportunity to win. doesn't mean they're going to because they're, they're basically a 500 team too, as you pointed out, uh, without these guys. And so, uh, you know, Lakers, although they're two guys that missed a bunch of games, are better. We understand that. Uh, I think that it's hard to win when you have that many that much star power out. But they do have enough guys to to be able to, the way I look at it be no worse than a second seed and right now if you can give me health and a two seed I sign up every time absolutely every time I have no hesitancy whatsoever because we're I don't worry about who they're going to play and I don't have that much invested so I'm not nervous the jazz in the postseason I have no nerves because I don't have that emotional investment that fans and other media members who are part of the organization do and I understand that they do and I don't have any problem with them having it but I don't have it so to me it doesn't matter who they're going to play you're gonna if you get the Lakers in this round or that round who knows if the Lakers are really that good this year anyway or Dallas is good and they've got sometimes they're good sure but other times they're not so obsessing over who you're going to get. I mean, look at Denver. We're ready to bury them. No, they, go, they turn around and beat the Clippers the other night with uh, George and Leonard playing. And so uh, maybe the Nuggets aren't as bad as we thought. Uh, they're 9-1 and one without Murray. Um, and uh, they did beat the, the Clippers uh, with both of their guys. Uh, I don't remember if everybody played. I don't think everybody played on the Cripper roster that they were expecting. But their two main guys did, and Kawhi's just barely coming back. So there's no sense sweating it. The way I look at the Jazz, like, I think there's three components going forward here when we get to the postseason, right? If they have all their guys and they're playing well, they've got an excellent chance to win, right? That's one component. If they don't have all their guys, they're probably not going to win. And then the third component is if they have all their guys – and don't play well, they're probably not going to win. That's the three components that I came up with. And I don't know that I can come up with a fourth one. I was trying to think about it.
0: Well, the fourth one, and this is where I thought you were going for the third one, but your third one was good. The fourth one is, do they play somebody who doesn't have all of their guys?
1: Yeah, but that's only temporary. I'm talking It is. Talking about, it is. I'm, I'm not talking about a single round or a single game. I'm talking about getting to the conference finals. That's what I'm looking at. Getting to the conference finals. That's a heck of an achievement if you get to the conference finals. So my three components, that's with the eye to get to the conference finals. Because you're not going to play three, two straight where they don't have all their guys. Maybe you do, but you don't. And then if you get there, you know, can you win the conference finals, too? It's not just getting there.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll all be greedy when they get there.
1: Yeah, well, if you get there, if you get there... Under most circumstances, unless you had two flukes, you have an excellent chance to get to the NBA final. And then we'll see who gets there, if they get there, A, and B, if uh, who else is there on the other side. But those are the three components. So there's really no reason to sweat uh, who are they going to play, who's doing what, who do I root for? It's dizzying my mind. Who am I supposed to root for? Am I supposed to root for the Clippers, or am I supposed to root for the Nuggets? I give up. I can't figure it out. Three weeks ahead of time, and it's ridiculous to worry about it because was I supposed to root for the Lakers to win so they can get into this position, or do I want them to lose to get down to that position, but then I might have to face them earlier in the postseason if I drop to this bracket and the Suns go to that bracket? I mean,
0: come on. I'd like to be able to tell you, I can't possibly tell Why you.
1: Why don't I just get a bat and put my forehead on it and spin around as fast as I can and then try to run around the bases?
0: Oh, I like that. That's a fun That's a fun deal. I hate the, that. Uh, it makes me in between queasy. <laughs> I can't watch it.
1: <laughs> it makes me queasy, and if I just had my Dodger dog, which I don't get from Farmer John anymore, I want to vomit. So every time that happens, <laughs> I look away. It's like when we drive down the freeway... Or any road in which there's a dead deer off the side, my wife immediately looks the opposite direction.
0: Yep, don't want to see that.
1: Whereas I just focus in on it. Slow down. I don't slow down, no. Because normally you're on the freeway when you see it. Grab a camera. Although, one morning, I was going south, uh, north. I was coming into work on uh, Highland. Uh-huh. And right below Brighton High, there's a stoplight, and there's below some apartments. And mm-hmm. these, these two ladies were going from uh, west to east. And then they were going to, when they got to the east side, they were going to turn right, just make a little quick turn on their feet pedestrians, and they were going to wait for a bus. Well, I knew they didn't see it. Once they turned right, right there at the bottom where you would push the thing for walk was a dead deer right on the little median. Uh, <laughs> and, I knew, and they were yakking because it had to They're yammering
0: They got no idea. Yeah. And then all of a sudden out of the corner of the eye, they see <laughs> it, and do they just freak out? Oh, yeah, because it's
1: like right below them. Yes, and I was I was at the stoplight watching, and it had to have been this time of year, which because it was light. If it was dark in the winter, I wouldn't have been able to see but i could see the reaction as they turned down and look right at their feet was this fresh
0: dead deer a couple hundred volts of <laughs> electricity going through their body ah, adrenaline rush
1: oh, 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 oh man and they just lost it oh man they backed away and uh i chuckled because i knew they were yakking as they were going across the crosswalk and they didn't see it and once they did see it, they were going to have not a positive reaction, obviously. And who wants to be that close to a dead animal? Probably no one. I know I wouldn't. So uh, I, my wife looks away. That's what I do when they do that bat thing. I look away because it makes me dizzy and I have a queasy stomach. I get on a swing and I get dizzy. But that's what I'm trying to do, figuring out these standings. It's pointless. It doesn't matter. Because the three components that I came up with, for me anyway, that's what I think is the most important. If the Jazz are healthy and play well, they've got an excellent chance to win. If they're healthy and don't play well, they're not probably going to win. Or if they're hurt and injured, they're not going to win. It's so uh, I'm more much, much more worried about them being healthy and playing well. And yeah. then I'll, I'll take their give them, take the chances. I like their chances at that point.
0: And Kyle Whittingham said a long time ago, you know, when it comes to injuries, no one cares about your problems. And I think that's especially true when everybody else has the same problem. And right now, there is one healthy team in the West, and shockingly, they're in first place. And before this, there were two healthy teams in the West, and they were running one, 2
1: Look at you just dissing Jay Crowder.
0: Yes, I am. There it is.
1: I get, well, that's basically his career has been dissed the whole way. Yeah. So why
0: shouldn't – Keeps the chip on his shoulder. Keeps the him going. The king of
1: Salt Lake Media, David James, the award winner, the one who threw me off television, why couldn't you accept Jay Crowder? Of course you couldn't because he's been disrespected his whole career. He's out of the – he's not playing right now. And you just – they're healthy. He's over here saying, what about me? I I'm, I'm gonna,
0: What about I'm gonna me? What about my needs? What about I'm, my feelings? I'm going to try to get a message to him. You do that. That you just totally ignored him. Okay. <laughs> Good. The Lakers yep. with LeBron and AD. The Nuggets, obviously, with Jamal Murray. The Clippers with and he disses Will? Barton. Kawhi Leonard. Yes. But you look at the top two stars on teams. Who's lost one of their top two stars? Who's lost an all-star? Love Jay Crowder. Love the emotion and the energy. Not an all-star.
1: Well, but yeah, but you need guys like Jay Crowder. You're not going to have five all stars. That's a true story. He was. Uh, well, how about that? Uh, it's just it's just a fluke. Uh, he was on Miami. They go to the finals last year, and now he's with Phoenix, and they're in their first place this year. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's not the critical, most critical component.
0: Yeah, but somebody's got to defend. Somebody's got to rebound. Somebody's got to hit the occasional uh, open shot when the stars are doubled and create opportunities for other people. And if you don't have good guys in those roles, then you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I totally agree with you. So, But obviously the Suns have had the majority of their guys have been healthy. I think Booker missed a few games. I think Mick Booker's like missed four or five games, which uh, is the most of of their yeah. main guys, him, Paul. I guess you put Aiton in there too. So uh, good for them. I wish everybody could have all the, the best of health the whole time, but that's not the way
0: it works. Nope. It's so. the Suns, and they're the healthy ones, at least so yeah. far. You know, who knows what's to come. To your point about rooting for the matchups, you know, plenty of guys have gotten hurt in the playoffs that we can name lots of guys on lots of teams in lots of years. So something's probably going to happen again. And how can you possibly root for the right matchup and all that, not knowing who that's going to be? And there's too much, there's too many weird. And some of these teams that aren't right yet still have time to get it together. The Jazz can get healthy. Clearly the Lakers and the Clippers can play better. Murray's not coming back. Denver's the one. You know, Denver is who they are, but as you point out right now, Denver looks really good. Nine and one. I don't know that they could win three series in a row and get out of the West, but I think they could take down any one team, and that's all you need to, to wreck it for your group. So, If it's your team. Yeah, if it's your team they take down.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, If the Jazz are healthy and playing well, I think they have as good a chance as anybody else. And that's really all that matters. That, that's, that's all you could ask for as a fan. And I even think as an organization, as a coach, as a player.
0: We got a chance.
1: Yeah, not, not the slim and none and, you know, you're saying there's a chance in the movie line. It's not about that, no. It's, we're talking about legitimacy here. And I think there is legitimacy if they have their guys and are playing well enough, they don't even have to play their best. I don't need five, six, seven, eight guys clicking all at their greatest. Because if that's the case, then they're the prohibitive favorite. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen. So I may throw in the caveat. Are they playing well enough? If they're playing well enough, then that's all you really need. And, and Get it done. If you don't get it done, then it's on you. And if you get it done, great. It's also on you, and you deserve all the credit and all the praise that will come your way. So right now, just, if the, if these two need to sit out the rest of the regular season and that guarantees me health in the first round, I take it. I I even take it if it doesn't mean they, they can get back and get their feet wet and uh, reincorporate into the lineup because you've got a veteran and a young stud. And I think they should hit the floor running whenever they're cleared to play, because they'll—they're just—they're good. A veteran—a veteran guy who is not the most important piece on your team either. So he should come back when Mike is ready, if he's ready, when he's ready, he should be able to do what he does. And Mitchell's a, Mitchell's a beast, man. I believe whenever he comes back, he'll be fine. Whenever that time is and if it's a couple of more weeks, what are we at? What are we uh is this going in the 3rd week now? Did we just pass the 2 week Yeah, mark? he's into his 3rd week. Yeah, 2 weeks. The, the, week, yeah.
0: the injury was on a Friday. That Phoenix game was the 2 week mark.
1: Okay, last Friday was 2 weeks. Okay. Yeah. So we're at uh, at like 16, half. 17 days right yeah. now. Yep. All right. Well, all right. So get get him right. That's all that matters now. The the games here. The I know for some who are obsessed and want it so bad and are such a hardcore fan, they they, they it's like they're worried about all these things that most likely only one of the things you're worried about is going to come to pass, but yet you're worried about fifty different things. <laughs> <laughs> Because you want it so bad for that, them, I, I understand some, that. There's
0: some truth to that.
1: Yeah, and and you're such a fan, you, you you know you're hardcore. You have relationships with these guys. I get it. I understand all that. Fine, but I don't know any of these guys, and they're ballplayers to me. I wish them well in their lives, but they don't know me, and I don't know them. I just know them. Nor as,
0: nor are we going to.
1: Right, and I, and nor nor do I want to. <laughs> It doesn't matter to me, Uh, but I want them to win, that's for sure. And so why get all this and get all this uh, little anxiety over most of the stuff that's not going to come to pass? Because I believe in their talent, and I believe if they're healthy and playing well, they can beat anybody, anybody in the West anyway. That's all I'm focused on in the West.
0: As the guy who kicked you off TV, PK, I think there's an email I need to share with you. Are you ready for this? (laughs) No, I'm not, but I'm going to get it anyway. Yeah, that's a true story. Uh, I got this email from uh, Larry. It's been a few weeks since I have seen Pat Kincaid with David James on Sunday night. What happened? I look forward and recorded every episode, probably meant every, every episode with Pat. Then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, he's no longer there. Three exclamation points. He let me know what happened to Pat? Three question marks. Thanks, Larry. Good Pat Pat. Pat Kincaid.
1: was oh, better than Cunningham.
0: K-I-N-C-A-D-E. You are now Pat Kincaid to me.
1: The nuns used to call me Kinneberg because they had somebody in the class before them. If they ever had somebody, if you had a brother, I had a brother, but he's deceased. Uh, uh, but if you had one in the schools, you were always called the other name. And she had a Patrick Kinnerberg, so so the nuns would call me Kinnerberg because they were old, man. They were probably only in their 40s, but when you're 10 years old, that that's the same thing about being 100. So I'm used to being called a lot of different things.
0: Kinahan, Kinnerberg, Kincaid, you know, whatever. All right, DJ and PK, it is time now to bring in Gabe Gomez, general manager of Syringa Networks. They are standing by ready to help you with all of your IT needs. I assume in your line of work, another day, another problem. At some point you've seen them all, but there's plenty of different things that companies must have going wrong and must need help with.
2: Yeah, that's true. We do see quite quite a few unique circumstances. And really the biggest thing that we're seeing right now is uh, folks are interested and uh, wanting to find better ways to secure their data and their networks. You know, we see a lot of uh, news articles and all these different things going on about data breaches and hackers and all sorts of other criminal activities happening on people's networks. And that's one of the, the main areas of focus is that we have is, is to help people, um, the business clientele out there, secure their data.
0: So you're a full-service provider. What does full-service include?
2: Yeah, full service, uh, and that's a pretty unique thing in the uh, the telecom space that we're in. Most only just do the the data side of it, where they just uh, provide internet access or maybe voice services, but we go well beyond that. Not only do we provide those services, but we also provide a full suite of IT and security services and other things that, uh, that really are necessary to, to really complete a data network altogether and make it operate in a way that, that best suits the environment.
0: So uh, local availability for people who want somebody right here, can you help them with that?
2: That is correct, yeah. So we are locally staffed. We have uh, uh, highly trained engineers and technicians here in, in the Salt Lake area that are uh, available to meet with our clients uh, via Zoom or via Teams or phone calls or even face-to-face if, if you feel safe enough. So we certainly have a local presence here that can help the uh, the business customers in, in the utah area
0: you can reach out to gabe at syringa dot net or you can call syringa networks at 385-420-7881 385-420-7881 gabe gomez the gm of syringa networks join us here on 97.5 at 1280 the zone thanks gabe thank you guys
3: now let's get this party started
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Aaron Roderick, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. If he does go to New York, that's a pressure cooker, and he's going to be expected to perform well. He'll probably get thrown to the Wolves early. From a mental standpoint, do you believe he's up for that kind of a special challenge?
2: I do. I think he can handle it. I just think for quarterbacks, everything is about what kind of team can they surround him with. If he does end up in New York, if they can put a decent team around him, then I like his chances. I can kill him. And I think Jack... He's the type of guy that really relishes the opportunity to go to a place that, like, you know, everyone's telling him no quarterback's gotten it done for how many years, and they start naming them all off, and Jack loves that. Like, that's who he is. Like, he's like, okay, great. I want it to be me then. And that's the type of guy he is.
0: Hanson Scotting Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by the Dyslexia Center of Utah. I'll get your to foursome together and sign up today for the Dyslexia Center of Utah Charity Golf Tournament. Join the fun May 13th at Cedar Hills Golf Course. 100% of the proceeds go to the Dyslexia Center Scholarship Fund. Space is limited. Find out more at dyslexiacenterofutah.org. Time to welcome in Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. Steve, Good morning. Good morning. Steve, I really want to analyze the playoff race. I'm all about the matchups and who's got the strength of schedule down the stretch. And I am all in for that kind of stuff. And this year, it seems just hopeless between all the injuries to star players and how close the Clippers and Nuggets are in the standings and the three-way tie with the Lakers and the Blazers and the Mavericks. Uh, My head is spinning. I have given up. I have thrown in the towel. I don't see how I can possibly figure out how it's going to finish and what the advantage slash disadvantage would be based on how it did finish if I could figure it out. Are you with me? I'm with you. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for coming, Steve. (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, If we look just specifically – you know, I'm I'm kind of interested to see who's going to be the number one seed. And as I was kind of looking through and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say, okay, the Suns have the advantage, the Jazz have the advantage. I mean, the Jazz have, I think, four or five. They got, they've got five or six games at home still. Uh, the Suns uh, have uh, about four or five themselves. I don't, you know, it's just everybody's playing so sporadically and there doesn't. I mean, between, like you said, the injuries, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to wrap my arms around this as well. I, I, I see Utah, obviously, or Phoenix uh, is is going to win this thing. Denver might write either right at the end. I mean, they're playing really good, and they've had big wins. But uh, it's, I think it comes down to the West, Phoenix and Utah, and literally I have, you just don't have any idea. I think it makes it really difficult. You don't have any idea who's playing you know, uh, are they resting? Are they not involved? Uh, I mean, you look at the Suns, they got the Cavs, the Hawks, the Knicks, Lakers, Warriors, Trailblazers, Spurs twice at the finish. Uh, you know, they're, they're certainly willing to, they're, they're going to win five or six games there. You, you could go a different way. And you look at the Jazz, they've got the Spurs at home twice. Uh, they've got the Nuggets at home. Uh, they've got the Rockets at home. They're not very good. Uh, you got Jazz at the Warriors. Warriors will be playing something, trying to even, you know get into the playoffs. Uh, I mean, the Jazz have one, two, three, four, five. They have five home games in the road games. You know, against the Kings, who are struggling. I mean, I think I think the Jazz are in a in a place where they will, will finish first. Um, I, I think that uh, Suns. I mean, the Spurs are well coached. You're always it's always a problem and tough playing them. Uh, the the basers are trying to you know, they they're they're really working towards getting into the playoffs and being in a good position. Uh the most disappointing team is is, is my Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look very good. And uh who knows what's gonna happen there. But uh I I like the Jazz finishing one. I mean I, I just looking at their schedule right now, uh I think Mitch goes back in a week, so if he goes back, he's he's going to miss a couple of these games, but he's going to be there to get himself ready. So, I see the Jazz winning. This, I see the Jazz winning this division, this conference, this Western Conference. And uh, but it it is kind of a mess, and uh, hard to tell these days who's playing, who's not playing. All of a sudden, Toronto, uh, you know, looks like world beaters last night, and
1: uh, everybody's still in it. So. We'll see. Yeah, so I couldn't agree more with everything being jumbled. And it's almost like uh, I look at the standings every day and try to figure stuff out, even though I know as I'm doing it I'm wasting my time because uh, it's going to change. And then in the final analysis, does it matter who you're playing? Is it just up to you? And I was thinking about it over the weekend after the Suns just demolished the Jazz, and it's looking like, oh, man, all this great season is going down the drain. But try not to get too reactionary in the moment, even though it's difficult to do. So I've come, up, I've come up with three scenarios I shared with DJ I want to share with you and regarding the Jazz. And my, my thought process is three components. The Jazz are healthy and playing well. They've got an excellent chance to win. If they're injured to any degree in any of the critical guys, they're probably not going to win. And if they're healthy and don't play well, it's going to be difficult. So I boiled it down to those three. Healthy, play well, good chance to win. Injured, tough. Healthy, not playing as well or as much as you're capable of, eh, it gets dicey. Those are my three things. How about you? I, I think that.
3: Well, I mean, I, it's hard not to agree with the fact that if the Jazz are healthy. I believe they'll play well. I mean, Donovan Mitchell. I'm not sure the exact number of games he's missed, but the the moment he comes back, uh, it, it's it's going to make a difference because it, it it requires help. I mean, he's he he draws help, which allows guys to have squared up, face the basket shots that are not a lot of times contested. So having someone that can create space allows them. So when I, I, you know, when Donovan Mitchell, if the Jazz are healthy and Donovan Mitchell's playing well, uh, they win the the division. Uh, I don't, I haven't heard anything other than that recently they said that they felt like Donovan Mitchell would be back in a week. Uh, That may involve two or three games. And if, if you look at that two or three games, they're at home for the Spurs twice. They've got the Nuggets, who are going to be really difficult. They showed that by uh, winning the other night uh, at the Clippers, who were pretty healthy. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a tough out for the Jazz, no matter where the game's played. They're definitely going to beat the Rockets. Uh, you know, the Warriors are playing for something. But by that time, I think, it's by one, two, by the fifth game, Mitchell's got to be pretty healthy. And uh, so I, I – I, I think that's the scenario. I mean, if people do get injured, you you, you know, during the course of this process, you never know. Uh, but I think if they're healthy, they'll play well. I don't I don't think they'll play bad. I, I think they'll be good and, and they'll be in a position to finish first. Uh, if they obviously if more guys get hurt, but I think the scenario is like they're going to get well. That Mitchell will be back, and it gives him somebody else that the defense has to pay attention to. Which allows other guys to be open, and you know I look I look at the Jazz. You know, it's been a while, but you know, last week, you know, the Jazz lose to the Timberwolves. Uh, they shoot thirty eight percent, twenty eight percent. The Jazz beat the Kings and had eight guys in double figures. That same Kings team beat the Lakers <laughs> at L A. The uh, Jazz uh, uh, lost to. Just the Suns and, uh, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't play horribly, but certainly not having, uh, the, the whole contingent of the team was difficult and, jazz, and the Suns were ready for them. But, uh, I think the, the Jazz getting by you know, the, the Raptors without a Donovan Mitchell and then Raptors last night go in and just take it to the Lakers. So that says something and, and I, I think that guys have stepped up. So, uh, Toronto's not a team that all of a sudden Toronto's decided they want to play and uh, I, don't, I don't know that they have the ability to even get into the playoffs but uh, at, the end, at the end of the day when Donovan Mitchell's back the teams that they're supposed to beat I believe they'll beat And because you just give them a guy that can go create on his own and he can create for others because he, Donovan Mitchell requires help and uh, and then you get you know this week they you know they've got the spurs the nuggets and uh the rockets and you know i think i think they go three and one they go three and one this week i I believe they'll win the division and uh i think the suns they've got to go to the hawks uh they've got to uh go to the lakers maybe the lakers by then are playing a little bit better but i see the suns probably going two and two and uh the knicks are playing much better um but I think this this week you, we're going to get a sense and a feel for where they're going to finish, and uh, you know again the, the craziness of players being held out, guys already have positions locked in, uh, all lends itself to making it a little more confusing, as David mentioned earlier. <laughs> but I think I think the body of work for this Jazz team has done enough. If they get him back, if they don't get him back, then you know I, I don't think they win the division. Suns will win the division. Hey. Denver, I, I think Denver being three back probably can't do it. But Denver certainly and, and Phoenix are the two best playing teams right now in the uh, in the West.
0: I'm curious, uh, and it was different because you're coaching college guys and pros are different. You know, they're just they're older, they're more experienced than that. But when guys have been out a long time. Did guys need a week back? Did they need two weeks back? Did they need a game or two or four or five? How long does it take? There's usually like a a re-entry period, and I think we're seeing the Lakers go through it. I I think Jazz fans want the Lakers to be this bad, but I think they're only this bad temporarily. But with the Jazz, how long are Conley and Mitchell going to need to get rolling, especially with Conley because you can't – Rush hamstrings. You might be able to play on an ankle at eighty percent, but if you're playing a hamstring at eighty percent, you're really begging for trouble. So you got to get healthy first. But how many games ideally would they get?
3: Well, you know, Conley's injury is kind of an unknown. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me, do I? You know, if I know Mitchell's healthy, when guys come off, I think the biggest mistake that guys make is they want to come back too soon because they want to help the team. They're you know, it's, it's late in the season. Uh, but th- both these teams, the Phoenix and Utah, are going to make the playoffs. It'd be the best to be the number one seed. But, but at the end of the day, they're not going to play guys that they know how the potential will be hurt. I think Donovan Mitchell comes back, he makes other guys on that team better. And I, that's taking, not taking anything away from Conley, because Conley has had good games and has done some really good things. But Donovan puts pressure on teams where they require more help. And when you require more help, that means somebody else gets more space to operate, to shoot, and to do those things. And so the sooner if – I'm hearing that he could be back in a week or even less. If he comes back, uh, then I then I think that they're going to be fine because he just creates problems for teams that only doesn't have the ability to attack and do the things that, 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 Williams, that, that Donovan has. So, um, yeah, I, I would sense that. In teams that I've coached, guys are always anxious to get back. Uh, and I'm sure that, they're, that you know our docs, their docs, making sure that they're ready to come back. But there is, in the mind of anybody that's been out for a long time, there is going to be a little bit of doubt. There is a little bit of anxiety. I mean, just, it comes with it. They're excited. I want to get back in there. I want to get this done. But all of a sudden, that first few shots don't go down, and those kind of things get in your head, and you can lose a little confidence. Even great players lose confidence, and I mean I'm watch, I'm watching these Laker games, and you know they got five guys standing around and trying to make a play. That team is talented, but they're they're not defending, and they're not creating stuff in transition where they're the best. And it's just basically one on one, and can't create enough space to get a guy open. So uh, the Lakers' injuries really, really seem evident that they're just not where they need to be. I. I I am. You would think that they will get this thing turned around. I don't think really, at right this point in time it really matters where they are. I mean, it, it, they're they're not going to have a great seed, and they're just going to have to go out and do it. And maybe get in their, with their backs to the wall, they step up and make plays. But they have to change the way they're playing. And uh, and and the two guys, the two all stars, need to to play. And 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 again, I don't know those injuries where they're at. If they're really still struggling, they'll have to. Get back in the mix and trust themselves. But right now, uh, the Lakers, to me, uh, do not look formidable. Not, not at this point. They have to change the way they're playing. They, they've got to start defending again. And, uh, and they can't just stand in five spots, pass the ball around, wait for a double team to come, and then guys open for a shot. I mean, they're, I've never seen them so sluggish and not moving. And the Lakers have to run. That's when they're good. That when they're getting stops. So uh, I'm not. I'm just not real positive about the Lakers right now. And they've got eight or nine or ten games to figure it out. They'd figure it out, then nobody wants to play them because they do have some really talented people. But uh, right now, I, my, my money would be on Phoenix and Utah and Denver. I mean, the most impressive team to me has been Denver. You know, they lose all Murray. And he's, you know, he's, I don't know, 18, 19, 20 a night. He's kind of the guy that was huge in the bubble last year, had big games. He hadn't played with quite that much success this year, but Porter stepped in and and made great additions. And, you know, the the big fella inside, he's just playing well. So um, I don't think Denver can get to the top. There's there's not enough games for them. They're three back with both those teams. But, of, of all the teams right now, Denver seems to be playing the best and uh, at, at the top level.
0: Well, the Lakers will get it together as soon as LeBron fires whoever's responsible for the play-in tournament, and then he can focus on the hoops and <laughs> they'll get it going. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Steve, oh, I don't know. That's, that's going to be tough.
0: Yep. Yeah. we got to run, Steve. We appreciate the time, and we will check in with you again next week. All right. All right, DJ and PK, Aaron Roderick, BYU football offensive coordinator, coming up in 10 minutes right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
1: The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
0: Dennis Dodd is with us from CBS Sports. I want to ask you about the Pac-12 Conference Commissioner search. How's it going?
2: Yeah, it's not going well. They're screwing this thing up. I talked to a person yesterday with intimate knowledge on the search, and it's a mess. They're considering having two commissioners, one that would deal with the ADs and one that would do more administrative stuff. Well, who do those people report to? Each other? I mean, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I can come up with five very capable people off the top of my head right now that could do that job. Hire one of tomorrow and be done with it instead of this on that process, but the longer they go, the longer it looks like they're going to end up with another Larry Scott.
0: Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O Tires, the team you trust, on 97.5-1280 The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Hey, really? beat comes out to get it on the right side. Down to six seconds to go in OT. Gorgie Jane guards Joel. beat in the lane. Mills driving. Here's a shot by Joel off the back. Tapped in by Simmons. And it counts. They're going to see. That would be a game-winning shot. The buzzer sounded. It's going to count. The Sixers win in OT. 113-111. This is Chevy Strong. Play of the game. Know it today at 450 on the Big Show. And you can win fabulous prizes. Ben Simmons. At the buzzer in overtime, giving Philly the win, which matters to Jazz fans because the Spurs lose that game in OT, nearly went double OT. Thanks for that, Ben Simmons. Uh, the Spurs then had to get on a plane and fly to Utah, and they got to play the Jazz tonight. So while the Jazz may be fatigued playing for the third time in four games, it certainly looked like they were uh, they were really. Uh, really laboring there at the end of the Toronto game. The Spurs are coming off an OT game and a plane flight, so whatever issues the Jazz have, the Spurs seem to have more of them. And it could have been double OT, PK. It was so close. Ben Simmons wrecking everything. Make him play five more minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, Wear them out. Uh, sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're just uh, increasing the odds. Theoretically, anyway, on paper, Jazz still got to go out and win the ball game but uh, if they go double overtime have to get and that's a long flight from some texas Antonio, i've taken yeah. that flight we've yeah. all taken that flight so you know they they should be gassed tonight and popovich is well coached uh, you know the team is well coached but i'm not sure he's well groomed though
0: that's he looks true. like i i i mentioned this last night on the show you've sworn off of the show that shall not be mentioned talking sports uh, he looks like doc from back to the future that, that COVID hair is just white, snow white and long and flowing and a little crazy depending on how worked up he gets during the game. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but whatever, I don't care what his hair looks like. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, but
0: Doc, Doc in Back to the Future is one of the great characters who always makes me laugh. That was you know Christopher Lloyd. Actually,
1: I, I thought he was like the, the one dude uh, in uh, Poltergeist. Is an old dude
0: who Oh no, the dude at the door. No. See, Doc is lovable and harmless. The dude at the door, that that guy preacher what? guy, that guy was scary. And you think Popovich is lovable? I'd rather think that. I don't want to think about no, scary no, no, guy no, at the you, screen door no, and poltergeists. No, you you can think I don't want to you want. think about that guy. That, that wasn't
1: the question. The question was that was not whether you- No, he's not lovable.
0: I'm a reporter. He would like <laughs> bite my head off, embarrass me, slap me down. Yeah. I know he would. Look at me with disdain when I asked some questions standing in front of him. Ha! Back in the before times when we stood in front of people. While so we I'm spoke gonna to go
1: them. with I'm gonna either go uh, with uh, what Tom Petty would have looked like if he had lived to eighty. Oh. Or Okay. Uh, I can or, see that. Or poltergeist guy.
0: No, poltergeist guy that's just too that was a creepy movie all the way around. When, when that when that stake started crawling across the uh, the counter, <laughs> totally yeah. weird. Uh, well, that's where I'm going with. Totally weird. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, Aaron Roderick, BYU Offensive Coordinator, he joins us to talk about uh, his trip to the NFL draft and look ahead after spring football with the Cougars to the fall. We'll talk with Aaron Roderick coming up next. Right now, Gabe Gomez, General Manager of Syringa Networks, joins us. And, Gabe, I would think the last 13 months your phone's been ringing off the hook. Everybody's switching to people working from home, and then IT security becomes a major issue. So, whether it's the network handling the traffic or everybody worried about security, people have plenty of questions for you, I assume.
2: Yeah, that, that's correct. We saw some dramatic shifts in uh, internet usage uh, go up from all over, from all across the board. We saw a shift from businesses to uh, the people accessing internet from home—so uh, many different things uh, have changed over the last uh, 13 months—and we've uh, we've been right there with our with our customers, helping them uh, make uh, transitions to remote workforces, or and now we're seeing uh, hybrid workforces as well. So that um, you know, it's a whole different uh, set of uh, issues at that point.
0: So you are a full service provider. Explain to people the many services you provide because you're living it and they probably, it probably won't even occur to some folks.
2: Yeah, so we provide internet access. We provide uh, uh, services that's called SD-WAN, which is a, a way to leverage the internet to connect remote offices. Uh, we offer VPN services for remote workers. We offer managed IT uh, services such as security, such as... Uh, network design and consultation. We offer voice services. We offer um, contact centers. So just really the, the entire gambit of anything you can think of that is required to talk to, to connect uh, an office and have it functional and working and how to connect remote offices together and secure the data between those, we, we, we really do uh, the, the full gambit of services that require the business that require the data to connect uh, different locations together.
0: And people are working across multiple time zones, sometimes across different continents. Are you always available?
2: Yes, we are. That's that's one of the, the big uh, bonuses to Syringa Networks. Uh, there's no voicemail tree or some you know annoying chat room or something like that. This is this is manned by live, uh, highly trained uh, engineers and technicians. Whenever people our customers have have issues or problems, they can call our our local number or 800 number or uh, text us, email us. Uh, we can uh, certainly, we're, we're there to help uh, 7 by 24 by 365 holidays, uh, whatever the case, we, uh, we're we here locally to support our, our customers.
0: You can call Gabe Gomez and Syringa Networks at 385-420-7881, 385-420-7881, or reach them online at syringanetworks.net, syringanetworks.net. Gabe, thanks a lot.
2: Thank you.